Thank you, Jesus. Let's just all lift our hands this morning. Today is Pentecost Sunday. But almost 2,000 years ago, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples who were praying in the upper room. Jesus had promised before he died, before he was taken to heaven, resurrected, powerful, all-conquering. He had promised that he was going to send his Holy Spirit. He said, even though John might baptise you with water, he'll baptise you with the Holy Spirit and you will receive power. We don't do Pentecost Sunday to remember, have a remembrance service to something that happened 2,000 years ago. We take this moment to renew, to remember what happened, but just to remind ourselves and to renew our awareness of the Holy Spirit and our life as Christians, as believers, as a community. Lift our hands, close our eyes. Just let the Holy Spirit fill you. Think of those words. You will receive power from the Holy Spirit. The presence of God is here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Stay in that place of awareness of the Holy Spirit and desire and hunger for Him. Just ask you to please be seated. And we're going to come back a little bit. I'm going to release the singers. I'm going to ask the band to hang, but just draw to keep playing. And if I could have, thank you. I want to take this opportunity, as said, it's Pentecost Sunday. I'll just give you that background a little bit. In Acts 1, on one occasion, while he, this is Jesus, was eating with them, the disciples, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised. The Holy Spirit is a gift for all believers, for the church, for our community, which you have heard me speak about For John baptised with water, but in a few days, 
you'll be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then jumping on to verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem or Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. You'll be my witnesses in Adelaide, South Australia, Australia and to the ends of the earth. Then in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost came, which is 50 days after Passover when Jesus was sacrificed. So you can think now we're seven weeks post-Easter. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This fire that settled on them, tongues of fire, is an interesting picture because the whole point of the Holy Spirit arriving was that we can have the power and presence of God with us, not just that Jesus would have to roam the earth. There, there are pictures in the Old Testament and the stories of where fire came. There's the burning bush for Moses. And then later on, Moses was at Mount Sinai and the fire covered where he was. And then the fire came to the tabernacle, which was the tent. It was like their church in a tent. And then in the temple. And what this fire represented was heaven coming to earth, God coming to meet his people, to talk to them. So when the Holy Spirit comes, when it came as tongues of fire, it's representing that the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God has come and is available to everyone. The power and presence of the Holy Spirit, of the kingdom of God is available with us. This is where heaven meets earth. You have heaven in you. You have the power of God, the spirit of God in you. And we bring that to our community. We bring it to earth. It's just not a there and them, heaven and earth kind of thing. It's when we're believing and carrying the presence of God, heaven is on earth. The kingdom of heaven is near, as Jesus was often saying. The place where heaven and earth meet were temple spaces that were made available for God to make himself known to his people. It's the power of God and we have it in use and we have it available for us. reason I want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, for, for those that have been around church a while and I often might get up after worship and take a moment to reflect on the peace that the Holy Spirit brings because who knows that our world needs peace. Yeah. Our world needs love, needs joy, it needs yeah. hope. That's what the Holy Spirit brings. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. A fruit is like the end result. Yeah. But what comes first is the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So if you want to have some hope, you want to have some peace, you want to have some joy... It's a good kind of power it comes from. It's the Holy Spirit. See, 
power in the world, we might think of kings and queens and presidents and, and generals, power in, in business and big CEOs. Power and influence often comes about via uh, setting an agenda and going and pulling others down to get there and battles and victories. And, and, and that's the kind of power that the world speaks to and is familiar with. But the power of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is these things of love, joy, peace, comfort, self-control. Holy Spirit doesn't want to control you. He wants to give you the power and enablement for self-control. With the Holy Spirit, it's like, uh, is anyone older than me here? Uh, or maybe my age or older, has driven a car from like the uh, mid-80s and older. A car without power steering. You know, where you, 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 you're doing some parallel parking and turning the corner and doing this. And then, uh, I don't know exactly when I'm not an expert on cars, but power-assisted steering came in. And now you can, well, now you can park your car by pressing a button and just kind of, you know, you can have a, have a little sip of that coffee that's sitting on the cup tray while your car kind of reverses in using the camera. But it's power-assisted steering or power steering. It's like a picture of what life is like with and without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us power. He enables us. He empowers us, gives us what we need to accomplish what we need to do, gifts of the Spirit, prophecy, healing, words of knowledge, words of encouragement. The Holy Spirit transforms us from something without power steering to something with power steering. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, it means there's no room for anything else. That's where that self-control can kick in as well. He gives us the ability to make those decisions gives us courage, but strength in us. And that's what I want us to be catching today. Last week, Carmen mentioned before, talked about fasting. And that was very much about as teachy as a preach will get. Just very much, this is what fasting is. This is the benefit. This is what we're doing. This is, uh, these are some tips. Here are some resources. That is what I call a teaching preach. Today, I just want you to catch it. Just want you to be aware and hungry for the Holy Spirit. No matter what you're going through, I want you to walk out of here this morning emboldened, encouraged, empowered with the Holy Spirit. See, in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, there's a verse and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory. That transformed word in the original language is like, uh, is like metamorpho or metamorphosis is what it's speaking to. It's the kind of transformation from caterpillar to butterfly, talking about ever increasing glory. And that's the transformation when we come and meet Jesus and have the Holy Spirit made available to us and we experience the Holy Spirit. It's like life without Jesus and life with Jesus. Life with the Holy Spirit 
gives us that kind of transformation. We go from crawling to flying and having uh, a vision and an awareness, just a change of perspective from being down here to being up here. That is what life with the Holy Spirit, life with Jesus is like. And there's also, I've got a conviction this week and hearing something and just thinking about people uh, throughout the Bible who had the Holy Spirit. David, under the influence of the Spirit, wrote Psalms, worship songs, poems. He slew Goliath, this huge giant. He designed a temple with amazing art. He led his nation into victory. Gideon bent an army 10 times the size of his. Saul was transformed from a person who was persecuting Christians and killing them and leading a charge against them. Amazing transformation to then being the key person in sailing about the, the, uh, the plan and the growth of the church yeah. after Jesus' death. He planted churches, he raised church leaders, he wrote half of the New Testament that we talk about today because of the Holy Spirit, because of encounter with Jesus. Peter, a fisherman, uneducated, considered low in his society, just doing his trade, doing his thing from his community, on the day of Pentecost, stood up and articulated the Jewish, Jewish history and saw 3,000 people saved on that day because of the Holy Spirit. See, the world of society wants... There's another man who had the power of God and it gave him strength. A bit like me. Actually, not really. Much, much stronger. Stronger than the strongest man alive today. His name was Samson. And he's kind of a picture of how society wants the church to be right now. Because he was strong, strong enough to push buildings over strong. And when he had his, and, and the picture of the strength was when he had his hair long and when it got cut, the presence of God left him. And the people who wanted to cut his hair were the opposition, were the, the, the enemy who were trying to kind of beat the strong man because he was getting in the way of them taking over his nation. And it's kind of a picture of what a lot of society and people want church to be. They want church to be quiet and comfortable and not really making too much noise and not really having too much to say and do in society. It's trying to cut the hair, cut the strength, cut the the power from church. Take it away. That's what the devil wants. He wants Christians to walk around powerless without the Holy Spirit to be caught up in all sorts of situations and all sorts of emotions and but the Holy Spirit wants us to have our strength back see there's a lot going on in the world a great quote by Pastor Phil Pringle it's not the pressure out there that will get us. 
It's the power in here that will sustain us. Doesn't matter what's happening out there. Doesn't matter what the pressure is, who's trying to cut our hair, who's trying to cut our strength. It's the power inside of us that will sustain us. And I'm not talking about I'm so individualistic and I'm such a powerful person. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and a reliance on the Holy Spirit. Not a powerful, beautiful person who's gonna like from Instagram quotes, but the power of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Samuel 10, Samuel says to Saul as he, uh, so not Saul, um, is about to become king, uh, name blank at the moment, but 1 Samuel 10, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you'll prophesy with them and you'll be changed into a different person. The spirit of the Lord came upon the king and transformed him into a different person change him into a different person as he prophesied. How do we get the Holy Spirit? In John 7, 37, Jesus says, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within him. We need to come to him. We need to be thirsty and drink and believe. Have faith. The Holy Spirit is available. Just going to take these last few minutes just to reflect and soak in that presence and that power. Just ask everybody just to stand. If you're thirsty, if you're hungry, just raise your hands. Say, Holy Spirit, come. As I was preparing for this morning, Cody and Ash, just a small word. First time in Fiji this week. And this morning was the most I've heard of your week so far. Just feel like there's a seed of something that could be different for each of you. In this week in Fiji, a heart transformation, a seed, a moment of something that is going to grow into significance for both of you. Thank you, Lord. If you have been, which is very easy to do, and I slip into it too, been relying on pills, medication, doctors, and treatment for sickness, for injury, for any situation, just raise your hand nice and high. Be thirsty this morning. And I pray right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, we see healing in this room. People listening on the podcast, they're healed right now in the name of Jesus.
Turn this place into a prayer meeting. Let's push into the presence of God. I'm a little bit sick of being held down. I don't know about you. But the Holy Spirit is here. He is in you. He's available to you for healing, for miracles, for strengthening. If you feel a little discouraged this morning, pick up those shoulders, pull them back. The Holy Spirit is in you. His strength is available to you. Thank you for healing in Jesus' name. If anyone needs healing, I encourage you to just come to the front now. I just want to pray, pray for you. And if you're still in your seats, just be praying. Be seeking God for yourself, for the people up the front. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit your power, your healing in Jesus' name. Your power overcomes. Thank you, Lord. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Holy Spirit. If you are feeling dry and empty, and like you feel like the presence of God hasn't been there, come down the front. I want to lay hands on you. Pray for you. See the power of God coming to you. a touch from heaven this morning come forward whatever circumstance if you've got a situation where there's no answers there's no hope come forward this morning you've heard about this baptism of the Spirit and you don't think that's happened to you, come forward this morning pray the Holy Spirit would baptise you, give you gifts prayer languages, gifts of healing thank you Jesus 
thing this morning and that is if you do not know Jesus if you do know not, do not know the presence of God in your life I want to give you that opportunity to say I want that in my life to have relationship with Jesus to have the Holy Spirit who brings joy as our comforter as our counselor with us to lead you give you comfort in a moment I'll ask you to raise your hand nice and high and then as a group we'll pray together and make that reality in your world this morning maybe you've done that before or or you've done that and you've done it before and then kind of gone and done your own thing and felt like you've walked away from it and you want to come back, or if you've never done it before and you want to make it for the, that decision for the first time, just ask every eye closed across the room. And if you want to make that decision to follow Jesus, have the presence of God in your life, just raise your hand nice and high this morning. And I'll acknowledge it, and then we can pray together as a group. still raise our hands. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence and power here this morning. Pray we walk out of here reminded of your strength, of your power, Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We walk out of here knowing victory is at hand. The gifts you have given us. Refreshed by your presence. Strengthened and encouraged. going to finish just declaring his name cannot be overcome thank you Jesus thank you Ben